if you want to stay in the same situation, then continue doing what you're doing. And you guys can get on board and go down this four-lane highway and just rock it out, and you don't have to have a decade of learning process. Meet people where they are. If you want to have all types of clients, be a Rubik's Cube. Meet them where they want to be met. We have to know our numbers. We have to know how much we want, and then what, how many deals do I have to close to make that a reality? What I want to do over the next half hour or so is give you clarity on the items that really are going to generate money for you and allow you to do the things you want to do. So if you're not currently being coached by the people in the industry that are doing it at the highest level, then you're working too hard to get there. This is the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast with Kenneth Travis and Sean Zamanoff. Welcome everybody to this episode of Next Level Loan Officers Podcast. I am Sean Zalmanoff and our special guest today is Dan Trinidad, President and CEO of Partners Mortgage. Dan, how are you today? I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. So Dan, you, uh, you've been in the business for slightly over 30 years. Uh, you've owned your company now for 29 we were talking about change, and uh, you've definitely experienced a lot of that. Even uh, you were mentioning you started your career way back in the savings and loans days when those still existed in the straight country. Yeah, I uh, I, I got into business in in 1984. My dream was to play professional baseball, and that didn't work out. So I was in search of finding a career that I could make uh, a great living at, and um, went and met with my my cousin, who actually. Uh, owned a savings and loan and he said this is where you want to be and so I started on Monday and been there ever since and so I worked as a loan officer at a savings and loan until 1988 and started Partners Mortgage then so we're actually 30 years a little over 30 years old um, and uh, having a lot of fun still. So uh, your cousin who owned the savings and loan are they still in the banking world or did they survive no. that? No he uh they they ended up uh, getting shut down as well, and he's no longer with us. He ended up passing away, I don't know, 10 or 15 years later. So 29 years, or I'm sorry, 31 years later now, uh, you now have Partners Mortgage. You've seen a few changes happen and go on in the industry, and uh, as we were talking before, like we're, we're right in the middle of another one now. What are some of the things that have allowed you to get through, you know, the boom and bust and great recession and mortgage-backed security compression and all the different things that uh, many companies have succumbed to over the last three decades? Well, I, I think our primary focus, if I looked at all 30 years, it's been really to create a wow experience for our customers. And I think by focusing on their experience and their journey, um, has us build a little stronger relationship. So when the market does turn, those relationships generally stick with us. Um, we hire loan officers. We call them mortgage planners that are focused on relationship building, are focused on the customer experience, and um, have, a, have a real strong work ethic. Because I, it, we, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but I think, um, you know, I think, I think, it's been an easy occupation to make a good living in the past. Um, it, it, it's always been the case that if you wanted to excel and do great, you had to work pretty hard. But if you wanted to work 20 hours a week, um, you'd have a few loans dropping in your lap and you make a pretty good living. But I think those days are gone. I think to uh, 
certainly survive, excel in the future. You're going to have to be you know, better than everybody else. And you're going to have to be very relationship focused and you're going to have to work your butt off. Yeah. I don't know many people managing, running, owning companies these days that uh, are looking for those onesie twosie loan officers that kind of just hang out and, and have those few loans drop in their lap, which it was a different world uh, a few years ago, but that's definitely changed. I, you know, it's, it's interesting reading the different blogs, whether it's the Mortgage Bankers Association or Chrisman, but you know, they're saying at this time next year, 25 to 40% of our industry is going uh, to probably not be here. Yeah. And it's really interesting. I'd like to get your take on it, but you know, I get to talk to a lot of LOs myself. And I mean, there is two separate schools of thought and it, you know, you can tell who the LOs are that are going to be here in a year from now. You can tell the ones that, well, maybe there's, there's three, there's, maybe stand a chance and you can tell the ones that might as well just start looking for a new job right now. I mean, change is great for the mortgage business. I mean, I've been doing this since 2002 and every time that there's been drastic change or something crazy that's gone on, I mean, the thinning of the herd, licensing, I mean, we thought that was going to be the end of the industry. It was probably one of the best things ever to, to happen to us. I mean, and every time this change happens and you know, some of the times with like the great recession, that wasn't uh, f for a good reason that things happen. Man, it's really, it's made the industry better, uh, it's up the caliber of people. And those of us who adapt to it have a really good opportunity to excel and, uh, and do things a little bit different. What, what do you see in front of us right now? You know, I, I agree with everything you just said. I, I see it as a huge opportunity, provided that your your focus stays on how to grow and get out of the mindset of just survival. And I think a lot of loan officers, um, you know, they, they fear takes over and that's pretty paralyzing. And if you're not out prospecting every day, if you're not focusing on your, your key relationships every day and focus on sticking close with your database every day, um, you, you, it, it's a slow death. But I think if you have the mindset of going out and capturing market share, establishing more relationships, there's, there's going to be um, less competition. The competition is going to be better, but there's less competition. And like you said, there's just a, a weaning out. And, and you know, as interest rates go up, the opportunists get out of the business, the good career people stay in the business and excel. And then those ones in between have to make choices. You know, my, my whole thing is if you're, if you were a lower producing loan officer in a real strong market, say 2013 to 2016, and you're only doing a couple loans a month, um, there, there's a problem. So you're either not putting in enough work and effort or you're doing it wrong. Um, and you got to take a real strong look because I think the loan officers that are only doing a couple deals a month back then are going to have uh, uh, a very difficult time, you know, moving forward, which leaves opportunity for everybody else that stays in the game. Yeah. I mean, uh, not to put too much fun at our government, but they, they, they might be standing in the line to collect food stamps that nobody's collecting with it's shut down. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> so that goes into uh, kind of a, a little quote that you have about, you know, playing the long game while you put in the work and build a great business today. Yeah. So, you, you know, I, I think, um, 
yeah, I'm I'm in my fi- late fifties actually, and it's hard for me to even say that. Well, you look um, good. But uh, well, thanks. A lot of uh, a lot of people, you know, between the ages of forty and sixty-five that I talk to, are in kind of this mood of, um, I'll say despair. That's probably not the right word, but they they look at their life as being on the other end, and if you look at your average lifespan being you know, somewhere in your, your, your eighties as a male, um, it's, it can be pretty depressing, but if you take a perspective, um, what I call the long view. So there's technology coming at us very, very quickly that is going to prolong life. If you know, you're committed to stay healthy. I mean, you know, tragedy can happen, but uh, I think, I think we're going to live a lot longer. So if you're somebody who's 40 years old, you're, you're, you might not even be at halftime yet. And if you take a perspective that you're not even at halftime yet, you've got years to um, put in the work that for some reason you let slip by you in the last 10 years and, um, you know, provide a better future for yourself. And I think that goes, you know, for, for people in their 50s and 60s. I think, I think if you're healthy, I think you've got, you know, a lot of time left and um, start making decisions today that have a good outcome in the future, right? It's, it's, I think, I think we make decisions on a day-to-day basis and they either have a good consequence or a bad consequence. And as we get a little bit older, it's, it's about making wiser decisions for the younger guys. Um, we, we know the difference between right and wrong. We know the, the, the difference between things that will improve our reputation or damage our reputation. Um, make the right choices, work really hard, and uh, you, you are playing the long game. We have a, one of our principles in Next Level is perspective creates possibility. And, wow. you know, I mean, wh- whether you're young or old or, or how you view it, man, even if you feel like you only have 25% of, you know, your good years left, man, that, that's a really long time. I mean, having sure 20 is. solid years of being able to do what you want to do, travel, like you can either say, I only have 20 summers left or, you know, you can dance up and down that you know, we might have 20 summers left. We never right, know what's right. going to happen. We never know what lays ahead of us. But gosh, the attitude of which we choose to wake up with every single day is, is what determines the outcome in our life. And I mean, frankly, it really determines... Uh, an average loan officer from an exceptional loan officer. What kind of put on each morning for themselves, realtor partners, or significant others? And yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate if somebody is looking at it through. Oh man, I'm only at halftime. But look at how many sporting games have uh, a completely different outcome in that second half. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Look, look at football, absolutely. look at the playoffs that just happened recently, teams being up big and all of a sudden those last uh, 40 minutes of that game are completely different than, uh, than what the first were. Um, actually, right. 30 minutes of that game, there's only 15-minute halves. You know, yeah, right. it's cool. football <laughs> left St. Louis. It's kind of, I've written it off. Um, <laughs> so, well, your, Ram, your Rams made it, so. No, 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 no. Stop. I'm just going to say right now that at least for the, the rest of uh, this season, uh, I'm a Patriots fan. 
Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no fault to the players, but there may be an owner of a, of a football team who is not on uh, my good list. Completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of mentioned um, things uh, about tragedy happening, about just things that happen in, in people's lives. And, you know, you, you had something 10 years ago, 11 years ago that obviously uh, completely reshaped your world and, and gave yeah. you a little bit of a new perspective. Yeah, I sure did. It's, uh, you know, I've been, I've been huge on life planning and um, really felt like uh, we we're living a, a very good life. Um, uh, company was doing extremely well, had just sold another company in uh, late 2007. Um, and my wife of 28 years was uh, playing professional poker and, and crushing it, actually making it to the final table and in, in ESPN. And, and uh, a couple days later, after the largest women's poker tournament in the world, um, we threw a 50th wedding anniversary for my parents. And we sat down the next day and talked about how life was so good. Everybody's healthy, kids are healthy, parents are living and healthy. And the very next day, that, that Monday, um, she didn't feel too good. And um, she, we went to the doctor a little later in the day and they diagnosed her with a virus. And if your fever gets up past 102, get back in. Well, the next day, the next evening, her fever jumped went to the emergency room and about 15 minutes later, they had her on life support trying to figure out what virus she did have and determined with a, a bone marrow biopsy that she had leukemia. And um, we got her to Stanford hospital and, and uh, uh, where she was on life support for about two weeks, um, woke up. We told her she had leukemia. She was, uh, getting a little bit better for about 10 days, two weeks, and then took a turn for the worse and, and passed away. So what happened to my world just radically changed. So all the, <clears throat> the life we were, you know, a lot of the traveling we were doing and the health we were feeling. Um, now I became a single father, had to get my arms around the two boys and, um, you know, figure out the next plan. It's, it's interesting as a, as a businessman, I had always planned for the potential of something happening to me. I never thought for one second that something could happen to her and um, how quickly life changes where, I mean, I didn't know a lot of the passwords and account numbers and school schedules and a lot of that stuff. And this, this was in um, from, from September and October of 2008. So in our industry, um, the economy was completely falling apart at that time. And, um, the, the great news was I had been fantastic branch managers that actually worked even harder because of the situation I was in to make sure we, uh, stayed strong and we actually, you know, remained profitable during that time. And, um, you know, for, for me having a life event like this, it actually, I really didn't even focus or see the horrible economy that we were in. I was, it was all, you know, I was fortunate in that, you know, financially I was okay. And, and, uh, you know, was a, and had a good management team. I was able to take my eye off the ball and, um, you know, focus on my personal life. 
And then, you know, time heals a little bit. You think you're coming back. But um, I had a, it took four, five years to really um, feel like Dan is back. You know, I wake up in the morning, things were going a little better. I'd go into the office and a few days later, I was just in this, in this funk. So uh, I think the thing that got me back on track was my boys landing on their feet and finding love again. And I was married uh, uh, a year, October 19th, a year and a half ago. And um, at that point, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, energized and back and, uh, you know, more, more in growth mode than survival mode. And, but it's the, the lesson learned, it, you know, if I could just, you know, express to anybody is um, you just don't know. And you hear that all the time. Like, you know, life is short and, you know, you never know, but really you don't process that. You never know. Um, I mean, I'm living proof that it could freaking happen. And it happens the reason I hold that told that whole story was just to express how how quickly you could be feeling great, and the very next day it it suddenly changed. And um, you know, so I live a different way now. I I make sure that I'm really planning for the future. I'm going to live a long time, but I'm not missing opportunities today. Yeah, I I, I you know I live for uh, bucket list adventures and growing my net worth and age defying health and. Um, you know, th those are a lot of my personal values that, um, you know, I focus on. And it also led you to form uh, another organization, right? Partners for a Cure? Yeah. So um, in 2011, about two years after uh, the tragedy, um, I decided to, and, and I really didn't have a lot of business energy. I tried to focus my energy somewhere else. So I aligned with Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Uh, they gave us an opportunity to start a corporate team. I had some amazing friends that helped me build a, a team. First year, we had five people and uh, raised a significant amount of money. The next year, it grew to over 100 people. And uh, for about three years in a row, we had the largest corporate fundraiser in the country for Leukemia Lymphoma Society, raising well over million of, millions of dollars. And, um, you know, that that provided a, a path for me to focus my energy on something that I felt was making a difference in a, in a cause that was certainly close to my heart. Probably helped heal a little bit, too, didn't it? No, no question. It, it, it was, you know, early on, it was hard because you were, you were seeing a lot of it around you. And a lot of people that were involved in that organization had similar tragedies, but um, it also had you build really strong relationships with people that, that understood and were committed to, to the same cause. It was, it, it's a very good experience. And I'm, I'm, you know, trying to figure out whether I'm going to uh, jump on a, a bike and ride 100 miles again um, this month. So we'll see. Do it. It's all part of that long-term health plan for yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no question. Big goals this year, and I'm, I'm certain I'll be doing a century ride at some point. You also created a podcast recently. It's called Inspired Forward, correct? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. Well, so, you know, part of what I've talked about, um, I, I'm, I'm finding a lot of people stuck. 
um, stuck in a rut, either financially or their health is deteriorated or they're concerned about their business in the mortgage industry or they've suffered a, a death or divorce, kids not knowing what direction they want to go in a career. And I found um, it really connected me with my why. My, my why is about, um, I mean, I'm inspired to inspire others. And if I can help them get out of their funk or what's, what's getting in the way and focus on the long game, um, short-term failures mean nothing. Um, and I think lots of people, you know, in the, all the examples I just gave, focus on their event and that their, their current uh, thing, and it takes them out. And, uh, you know, there's a process for getting out of that funk and keep moving forward and you become stronger for you know what you actually went through so inspired forward is about um uh talking to people about their failures and uh but but what they're doing to stay balanced and to keep growing um most of my connections are in the mortgage and real estate space so it's primarily uh those people that um i'm focused on but in hopes of expanding out to um, you know, other, other areas as well. It's about staying relevant for me. <laughs> you know, you just made me think of a story. It's a, it just a little short story that I, I read recently and it, it talked about a wise man presenting to people and, uh, you know, he got up and he, he told the joke and, and everybody laughed and he told the joke again and a few people laughed and he told the joke a third time and, you know, kind of crickets in the crowd. And then he goes to everyone and he says, so we told you this joke once and it was funny the second time a little bit, third time, not at all. But yet, why do we continue to focus on negative things that happen and pull ourselves back every single day because of one event? And mm. it, uh, it just, it's a lot about what you're doing right now. It's, uh, well, thank you. Thank you. What, what book was that? Do you, do you recall? You know, it wasn't, it was just a little short story that, oh, okay. uh, that I read somewhere. Okay. Story awesome. of a wise man saying something somewhere. Uh, so, yeah. Dan, is there anything else that uh, you would like to share? Any words of wisdom? I mean, we've got a lot of loan officers that are listening to you speak right now. And what would be some, uh, some going away thoughts for them to have the career uh, or the year or the day that they want here in 2019? So I, I think the most important thing is to be very, very clear on what you want to achieve this year and in your life and um, be, you know, ha have your vision, you know, be as clear as possible. And then once you have that, you got to ask yourself why, um, you know, why is and, and, and come up with your why. And the bigger the why and the closer the why is to your, your heart and who you are, the more likely you're going to achieve it. And then once you get that done, um, it is absolutely critical not to waste time. It, it's it's uh, it's important to to hurry. So lots of times we have these goals and these life visions, and we think we have all kinds of time. So before I was saying we do have all kinds of time. Getting your goals, you want to be you want to be on a sprint towards your goals, even though they could take a long time. So that means prospecting every day. And what I see loan officers who fail do is they stop prospecting. They count on their database of loans falling in their lap and they will, but eventually, um, if you're not prospecting for new uh, sources of business, 
I, I think you're going to get yourself in, you know, a world of hurt. So I encourage, you know, making um, your, your calls every day to your database, to real estate partners or your business partners, um, making sure that uh, your calls are really focused to scheduling a meeting. Um, and you want to go out and meet these, these uh, business partners and people in your database and stay very, very connected to them. And as the market changes, opportunity is going to come. But it's really easy to put those things aside when there's not a lot of activity happening. But that's even more important to, to, uh, to put the time in, but most importantly, put the, the effort in. It's really easy that if you say, okay, I'm going to make 10 phone calls by noon every single day. Um, you know, I think you need to be making a lot more than that. But the every single day is the important thing. Um, not just one day a week. It's every single day, making your phone calls, scheduling meetings, making phone calls, scheduling meetings. And at some point, you know, you've got opportunities that come in and making sure that you have the right support along your side to uh, make it a good, good experience for your customer. Dan, I can't even tell you how much you're speaking my language and our language at Next Level. We teach a class called The Path and it's all about getting incredibly clear on what you want. We talk about why, but, you know, we like to go really deep and go why times five. Like, you know, people say that they want to make money. Well, why do you want to make money? Well, I want to provide for my family. Well, why do you want to provide for your family? Well, I didn't grow up in a household that we were able to do things, uh, you know. And when you get deep on what that why is, it is amazing what you can accomplish than just saying, well, I want to make money. And right. No question. We're on a rush on those goals too, because really there's no goal that's too big. There's only the amount of time that's too small to accomplish them in. And the way that we live and the way that I live and that we plan this out for next level as well is we live inside of a 90 day season. So we have 30 and 60 day benchmarks set for that 90 day outcome. And it's just, so we're constantly planning. We get to adjust every single week. If we need to course correct. We can, and just getting there. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I, I came to that realization about two years ago that I, I went down to six months business plans as opposed, I mean, back in the old days, you'd have a 10 year, five year, three year. And th those are, those are, those are ridiculous in my opinion, but I, I broke it down to a six month and two years ago I said, no, I'm going to break it down quarterly and I'm having so much more success um, it is, it becomes a sprint rather than this long journey of getting somewhere. And when you look back after your, your four quarters and you see what you've accomplished by doing it that way, it's, it's remar truly remarkable. So I love that you're doing that. Awesome. Well, Hey man, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, Dan, how would they do that? Um, you can reach me at D Trinidad, T R I N I D A D at partnersmortgage.com. Uh, my phone number is, and it's fine to call my cell. It's 916-847-4946 and somebody will, will get you to me. Awesome, Dan. Thank you very much for being our guest today. Of Thanks, course, Josh. don't forget to download our app for everybody listening. Uh, if you need to schedule your strategy call and uh, we are everywhere. So look for us at our next event and we'll see you all soon. Thanks. Thank you, Sean. Thank you.